Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's the Story podcast. This is WTS 254. My name is Danny Murray. And now I am Graham Erigan. I went for a very dramatic pause there, Graham. Did it come across you, dramatic? You pointed at me. It did. did. I did. Uh, how are you, my friend? Are you well this week? A1. Feel good. Lovely, lovely. I'm buzzing. I've got me notification that I'm getting me booster. So can we? Did I? Did, did you? You mentioned yours last week, so I just felt the yeah. need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We recorded you. actually when today I got mine. Yeah, we did exactly. Yeah, and uh, look, yeah, look, we made no secret of it. We are pro vaccine on this podcast, uh, so I will happily. Why wouldn't you be? I will happily tell people I have had my two AstraZeneca jabs during the summer, and I'll be getting a Moderna booster uh, in a couple of days' time. And, I didn't know uh, Moderna were doing. I thought it was just Pfizer. I got the Pfizer one. No, I've heard that they, they're going to use Moderna for boosters for the next week and a bit purely because they have a batch load of Moderna that are due to expire in January. So if they right. don't use them, they lose them. So right. hook, hook it to my veins, I say. There's a part of me that's like, like we're very privileged to have the booster. When, oh, big time. Like when you read stories in, in, in Africa, Nigeria, Nigeria had to dispose of a million vaccines yeah. because they were out of date. Like... This is this is why UNICEF did the thing of when you get your vaccine, contribute a five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or get get a vax buy a donate or something. Get a vax buy a vax something like that. I can't remember what the campaign was, but yeah. People need to realize as well that um, until until people in the in the tour world are vaccinated, we're just going to be living with different variants all the time. Well, this is it. Like this is the thing that people seem to forget is that the virus doesn't travel; people travel. Yeah, and so long as people are heading to to, to far flung places where uh, vaccines aren't as prevalent, like you can't just look at Ireland and say ninety percent uptake when people are flying in and out of Ireland every other day, lads. Yeah. You know, um, like there's thousands of people on airplanes, thousands of people on boats. So of course the virus is going to travel, and that's something we're all going to have to get used to. But the, the the name of the game here is helping everyone because if they lose, we lose. So you know, and that's not a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. Uh, kind of fitting we're having this conversation, isn't it? Considering our, yeah, our guest who, and our topic who, this week. Who is our guest this week, Dan? Our guest this week is Nikki Wolf, who is a journalist and the man behind like what is genuinely my favorite podcast of 2021, Finding Q, My Journey into QAnon. It is bonkers and brilliant and brave I'm telling you man if my old English teacher Anthony Flynn is listening he'd be just having a little nod I think right now going look at him and his alliteration huh? I, I think he still does listen does he I hope so I hope so I was, when we were recording there was a bit where you asked him a question and I was dying to jump in with a Shakespeare quote but the conversation moved on and I missed it and I, I was going to actually I was going to do a shout out to Anthony Flynn at that point if you are listening Mr. you spoke Latin, uh, Latin though I did, yeah. That goes out to uh, to to me, college professor Therese Orbanchek. Uh, but yeah, if uh, if Mister Flynn is still listening to us these days, I hope you're well, man, and uh, I hope you're having a good. I hope you have a great Christmas. Uh, but yeah, what's right to the interview? Are we? I think so, man. Yeah, there's no point in faffing about because this is a good one. And genuinely, lads, right? If you know nothing about QAnon, rather you know somebody who's peddling QAnon nonsense, or rather you've just heard a few bits and bobs, you're like, what the fuck is this? Listen to this, but but more important, genuinely, go to audible.com or download the Audible app. Sign up to the free trial. You don't even have to buy the subscription and just listen to that podcast. Finding Q, my journey into QAnon, by our guest this week, the wonderful Nikki Wolf. Nikki, first and foremost, man, congrats on that podcast. Fucking amazing. Thank work. you so much. That's very kind of you. Um, <sighs> Right, look, let's let's just get into where, it. Where where do you start with a with a topic like? Yeah, this? I know. How do you even <laughs> begin with this show? Uh, uh, like for for people who have kind of heard of QAnon but don't really know or anything like that, give us the kind of whistle stop tour. Oh, of... they're, they're like potted. Okay, so QAnon is often referred to as a conspiracy theory, whereas what it actually is is a full-scale conspiracy religion that absorbs other conspiracy theories every time it touches them. Um, It's all, basically, the infrastructure of it could only have been possible in the internet age. So it's, it's the first sign of the kind of catastrophe that we can see in terms of our information ecostructure. 
eco-structure. I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> um, basically, what they believe is that um, there is a sinister cabal controlling the world. So far, so classic, you know, conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Um, they believe Donald Trump is secretly part of a, um, uh, a mission to save the world from the deep state cabal, which is controlled by Hillary Clinton. And they believe the deep state cabal is all about um, ch- child, uh, like child murder, child rape is, is essentially mm. what they're like. Um, and, and it's worth saying that that kind of, that um, child murder thing isn't, none of this is new for conspiracy theories. This is, it's a um, patchwork of older conspiracy theories. But it's been put together and it caught fire under Trump because someone working for Trump or people working for Trump or people in the Trump ecosystem were throwing them these bones every so often. They'd like give them a little hint. Um, But mainly it's come from um, quote unquote, the Q drops which were um, a bunch of more than 2,000 um, messages posted to this anonymous message site. Um, at first it was 4chan, and then it was a 4chan separation site called 8chan, um, which briefly, if, if uh, listeners aren't familiar with it, they, these are like anonymous message boards. Mm-hmm. And um, they posted... Um, all of these messages, and they're kind of cryptic. They're like, HRC, uh, extradition imminent, P145, watch the skies, or like whatever, shit like that. Yeah. And um, people started following this, and now um, it's, it's got to a situation where it's become a quasi-religion. People arrive in public spaces. People, um, famously, on January 6th, um, most of the crowd that stormed the Capitol, famously, the, the guy who was in all the pictures, the guy in the fur hat and the... The QAnon shaman, the, yeah. The QAnon shaman, yeah. Who is as much of a victim as, as anyone else who's fallen into this cult, frankly. Like, people who are framing him as a leader of the movement. He is not a leader of the movement. Um... But yeah, it, that's, it, it was this series of drops that no one knows who was posting them. We, we think we know who was posting them. Um, but at the time, they were anonymous drops, in theory coming from a government insider talking about um, overthrowing this conspiracy cabal. That's the core of it. So, and the, the, the drops that you mentioned, and you kind of gave examples there, like some of them are just... They're, they're kind of rambly with this weird oh, yeah. kind of tone and this weird language. And like, is it fair? Like, because when I was listening to the podcast and kind of you, the the you, you have the little voiceover thing that reads out some of the cue drops and whatever. And in my head, when I was listening to it, all I could think was, this is kind of like, there's a bit of the kind of Nostradamus effect here that people are oh, in, interpreting this after the fact and going, that's what he meant. That's what it was. Right. That's exactly what it is. And it it is um, so easy for people to project backwards Mm. onto a, um, like, frankly, you know, random series of words and to be like, oh, this happened. This must have been what it, you know, meant. And that's exactly what it is. They were vague enough that... um, Anyone could project anyone, uh, anything onto it, and a lot, a lot of because as you said, like Q has QAnon has kind of it's it's encompassed lots of the the conspiracy theories that are out there, the kind of things that you know five years ago you you could talk about with a mate while having a point and kind of laugh at it, um, at least some of the more innocent ones, you know. But it's it's kind of tuck in, you know, the nine eleven truthers. It's kind of tuck in, as mm-hmm. you said, like the, the whole like mm-hmm. stuff that has been debunked for you like the pizzagate thing like you mentioned the pedophiles and whatever and is i was i was struck by kind of how easy it was to, to suck people in with the simple thing of like well you're against pedophiles aren't you yeah that's the thing it, it is it frames the thing as if you're not with us you're with the pedophiles mm. 
And it's like, if you're against pedophilia, that's what we're doing. And it's like, well, you, you know, for someone who's, you know, like s someone's mom who is maybe not that internet literate and doesn't know to apply a kind of a critical eye to these things, you see something like that and you're like, yeah, I'm against child abuse. This must be my people. It's bizarre. Nikki, you know the way, you know that the, the, there were so many, uh, the 2000 drops, the QAnon drops, like nobody on these message boards looked to verify this, to verify these remarks, the comments that... The, oh no, they, they, they did, but the verifications they were looking for had this um, the kind of signal problem, which is if you're looking to verify someone being like, look to the Ides of March, that could mean anything, right? Some shit happens in March, you're like, oh, that confirms it. So yeah. they were finding things that confirmed their stuff in everything. Because if you're like, look, like say for example, and this isn't a, a direct example from one of the drops, but say for example, you were to say, look to blue. That could mean literally anything, right? Someone comes out wearing a blue suit. Like someone, something is a code blue for like COVID stuff. It could be anything. And they, were, they found it very easy to find quote-unquote confirmations for these things because that's how they were designed. They were designed to let people read into what they meant in that kind of way. But even the, 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 the users that were putting these uh, that, were, that were putting these message drops down, like, was there no, could nobody verify who these users were? And, and like, what I'm getting at is, cause this, could this be somebody just taking the piss and these people are actually believing it? Well, this is, this is the real question. And um, this is what we, what we go into in the podcast is in the ecosystem in which they first appeared, everyone's taking the piss. So they were on 4chan at first. The culture of a site like 4chan, which is um, based around the concept of anonymity, everyone is either a sucker or taking the piss. It's, right. it's part of the concept of trolling comes out of these sites and you're, uh, and trolling comes from trawling, like a, like a fishing trawler rather than trolls like under a bridge. You put out, you know, you, you send out a thing and see who believes it. And so that's the culture from which it emerged. And then from there, um, we think, like our, our kind of thesis is, that it came from this kind of general trolling, someone's taking the piss, maybe several people were taking the piss, then it gets, take uh, then it gets taken over by someone who we think saw a profit in it once it had started to get big. That, that's our kind of thesis of the case. So the, the, with all of this and kind of it's... It's it's a decent segue here, I suppose, from that because it, it sets us up nicely to talk about your your journey then the, the in the podcast. So you you travel to America and you start to talk to some of the people who are QAnon believers, some of the people mm -hmm. who have come out the other side, and some people who have lost friends and family members to this cult conspiracy. Um yeah. what what is your kind of and I'm conscious, I want people to listen to the podcast, so I'm kind of conscious of the questions I'm asking, not, you know, going too far into it. But, like, what is your overriding kind of, or the lasting legacy from meeting all these different kind of strands of people? It's, it's, a, it's a tragedy, right? I mean, so, for, for these people, and I think for the, the kind of jokers or whoever who started it for a laugh, and there were loads of those other kind of things being started for a laugh at the time. It was like, long, we can trick a few people, maybe we can trick the media into doing a thing about it. And then for the people who, took, who we think took it over, um, who were like, oh, we can use this to build our site, we can use this to, we can weaponize it for political. What none of them, you know, think about is that this is tearing families apart. So we spoke to so many people who, you know, say their dad or their mom or their aunt mm. or their sister 
have become overwhelmed by this. This becomes the driving, you know, ideology for their life. And part of it is, and this is where it, it um, squares with a lot of kind of more classic cults. Part of it is, if people aren't with you, they're against you. You have to cut out the people in your life who aren't part of this situation. And, and they do. So, we, you know, we spoke to people who haven't spoken to their... their uh, one of our main um, uh, interviewees, uh, this guy Luke, mm. um, hasn't spoken to his dad in five years because he is so radicalized into this cult that there is no... Like, he thinks his sons are evil for not accepting this quote-unquote truth into their lives. That, that's, how, that's how it grows from something that's in a kind of an internet joke into something that does... And that there's two kinds of damage it does, right? Like, there's the January 6th riot, like, damage to American democracy, and then there's the smaller human tragedies of the families this rips apart, because part of being a believer in this is everyone who's not a believer in it is by definition evil. It's the thing that strikes me with it as well is it's always around the corner. Whatever prophecy, whatever, whatever uh, the next kind of message is or the next big thing that that they're all buying into, it's always coming. It's always oh yeah, it, it never actually comes, it never arrives, but it's always coming. And no matter what happens, it you know there's a justification for why it didn't happen this time. You know, so like the, the fact that there's still people out there who believe somehow the election result we're over a year since the election we're coming up to you know obviously in, in january will be a year since biden is, is inaugurated and yet yeah. there's still people who believe it's going to be overturned and that trump is going to somehow another ride off into washington and, and take the throne in the white house like or i mean there's a large group of them who think that biden is trump after us like a face-off style oh my god modification <laughs> i know they're like, here's, here, I mean, this is, this is the level of the brainworms, right? Like, they are bending so far over backwards to not accept that they've lost, that they will say, we won, this is our guy, wearing a different face. My God. That's, the, that's where they... But, but actually, like, it's a playbook that's super classic for cults, right? Like, you get all of these doomsday cults that you saw in the, you know... 80s and 90s and 2000s who will say doomsday is coming tomorrow everyone give us all your money and then wait out on the street for doomsday and then it doesn't come and then we're like oh we got this number wrong it's actually next year continue giving us all your money and and it'll be right next time and what's fascinating to me is that with those cults you usually get um one charismatic leader who is known as the face of it and he's the one saying I know when doomsday is, you should give me all your money. Because what's interesting with QAnon is that it's organic. It's sort of built up. There, there haven't been any Q drops anymore. Whoever was behind it has, has basically stopped. And the, the belief continues and that, um, that thing of, oh, it's, you know, it's going to be April 6th. It's going to be August 15th. It's going to be that's happening without anyone uh you know saying it from the top down that's why i, I like I, I think it says something so interesting about how humans believe things that 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 operation can happen even without somebody planning it it's like part of human nature to try and put a date on on a belief and they, they stopped posting, but I mean, the pandemic probably came at, at a great time for these people because then they had their own material and they didn't need to, to, to listen to a poster. Yeah, and, and they, they stopped posting at the point at which it had reached um, a kind of critical mass. It was going on from from the original poster of the drops. The the poster of the drops, it, it like it's almost become like biblical verses. People will quote Q drops 
like chapter and verse and but now it's you know there are q priests who will there's battles between the people who claim to be able to um to properly identify the truth in these drafts so it's it's gone from that kind of textual during the religion time to to really what what a religion looks like in in its kind of second phase when you have the text and the text is set and now it's a fight between people who claim to be able to interpret the text so they're, they're, they're searching for their pope at this moment in time essentially exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's the it's the q council of nicaea <laughs> 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 but genuinely, who it, like it's getting really vicious. Like in, in the podcast, we kind of hint at because it was just starting the the question of who will be the first Pope of Q. But they really it, and it's been you know plug this into my veins. But you've got Q um, activists and Q kind of influencers. There's like a whole universe of Q influencers, all of whom very recently have been absolutely ripping into each other for very small differences in interpretation of what, like, you know, no, he meant, you know, November 20th instead of November 19th. And they're just getting absolutely vicious with each other. And I'm like, this is fun. <laughs> it's, um, it's like... <sighs> What, where, where does it go from here in terms of like there are, prom- question, there are prominent people in, in American politics who they're either doing it with a bit of a wink and a nod to try and capitalize on the kind of like I'm, I'm one of you I, I want your votes I'm one of you or what would be worse again would be the genuine but, belief but this is the thing as well Danny it's, it's, it's or sorry Nikki just what Danny was saying there it, it, it's 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 an industry now. It's turning into an industry. Right. They're, they're, they're doing conventions as such like you would with an evangelical pastor and they're selling out areas and convention centers. And, you know, yeah. it's an industry now. And the people, the believers, don't realize that they're actually part of, of an industry where these people, like Danny said, just give a wink and a nod. They don't care if the truth, you know, if, if people are telling lies. Their, their bank balance is, is just going up and up and up. Right. And I, I, I think there's one key element to the question of where it goes from here, which is, is Trump running in 2024? Mm. If, if Trump is running in 2024, which I, I think is not out of the question, QAnon is going to play a massive part in this election. If he's not, then I think whoever else runs from the Republican Party is going to have to make a real effort to distance themselves from this like cult which idolizes Trump. Otherwise, it's going to play a massive part in the election, and it's a complete unknown. Like it's a hand grenade in the middle of the do, system. Do, do you think they'll they'll want to, or will they be afraid of losing? Like Trump managed to pull in people who are completely disenfranchised, and when you see, like even I'll, I'll never forget, like after the. The, the January 6th riots and the insurrection. And then you had Mitch McConnell, who in one breath kind of half oh, denounced it, but then also kind of went and sided completely with Trump as if, like, oh, there's nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Like, so when you've got, like, a, a, you know, a, somebody who is part of the wallpaper of the GOP doing that, did, like, are the next wave going to be any better or are they going to look at it and say, we need those votes? I think, and this is like a whole nother. I, I think yeah, I know. Two, yeah, sorry, we're taking attention here. Sorry, yeah. It, it, like, once you bring Mitch McConnell in, I think there's two different kinds of evil in the Republican Party. And I think one is represented by Trump and one is represented by McConnell. And when mm. Trump was in power, I mean, Trump is nature's perfect idiot, right? Like, <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he allows anyone to project whatever they want onto him and he doesn't give a shit like he'll he'll be like sure QAnon I'm not going to read about it I can barely like can he even read I don't know <laughs> um McConnell is the cynical kind like he will see anything that leads to more winning and use it 
And I think if Trump is running and can activate this QAnon base, I think McConnell will use it however he can. If Trump isn't running, I don't think it activates the QAnon base, and that's a, a tool less than, than McConnell can use. How does that, because, and to try bring it a little bit back in sync with kind of some of the ground covered in Finding Q, um, how does that potentially play out then for, say, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, oh, who was, it was largely ridden into her kind of Congress uh, position through, uh, you know, let's be honest, peddling this bullshit? Right. Well, I mean, it's worth saying that Marjorie Taylor Greene, once she had the nomination for that seat, was going to win anyway. She, she did not need to use QAnon in order to win in, in that seat in Georgia. She's, mm. It's one of the safest seats in the country. She was doing this because she wanted to. I, I had this. Um, I, I hope I'm not going to get in trouble for, for saying this. I had a massive fight with the, with the lawyers in the podcast that I eventually lost, um, which was a fight over whether I could call Marjorie Taylor Greene quote a fascinatingly horrible person (laughs) (laughs) she is just at every point she will choose to do the worst thing and she's she doesn't seem stupid she's not a credulous believer she has figured out that there is a cynical opening for the conspiracy QAnon kind of congresswoman Mm. and she has decided that the way to get the most attention, the way to get the most power is by weaponizing that and she, like honestly, of all of the people that I covered throughout the entire thing that I would say is just simply the worst human it's Marjorie Taylor Greene she is just awful what does it say for the like america i know american politics is in the is in the bin like but if she's advocating for the executing of prominent uh, democratic politicians of, of the president of the united states let's not you know yeah, yeah. she is she is, she is doing things that in other areas would would be counted as treason right like that's what i'm is, saying how is she how is she how is she fitting the criteria to being able to run for election and that's when I think it comes back to the Mitch McConnell question, because I think the Republican Party will, there, there is no barrel they won't scrape if they think there's a winning angle to it. Yeah. I'm fascinated. It's mad, isn't it? It, it's, it it's is completely. Batshit crazy, the whole thing. Batshit crazy. It's yeah. all unhinged, like it's all bonkers. Even, even like, you, we know we have the QAnon and stuff that now has evolved into the anti-vax and and uh the the you know it's, it's we're all under a, an experiment a pla- it's a we're pandemic all, pandemic oh, we're, God. All, yeah. we're all under coercion and you know when you when you listen to people supporters of that and they're asked to provide proof there's no proof which means there's no truth but they're all so far into this rabbit hole that they can't get out like when is it that a person I'm just going on a tangent there, but I'm just, when is it a person, can a person come out the other side and say, Jesus, what was I thinking with thinking that the, that the COVID was a pandemic and that the Clintons were, had pizza the blood of young to stay healthy and all this mad crap. That there's, that there's this is- sex trafficking tunnels in Manhattan and everything. It's just bonkers. The, the question of proof is where it kind of moves into more what we classically know about cults, which is that they have their own internal logic. The, the proofs are built into the questions. So um, they will say, Q predicted this. This is proof. And then this happened. And you're like, well, if you go back to the Q drop, it's incredibly vague. It's projecting back from something that happened onto the drop. But for someone who's already in that ecosystem, that's now what counts as proof. And that's, you know, that's a, that's a playbook that, that cults have been using from time immemorial. Like, you know, like this is old school shit. Mm. But, but people will apply that same logic because they're in too deep. 
because the alternative that, that their entire worldview that they've spent now, you know, this has been around since 2017. People have spent four years deep into this stuff. To come out of it, to admit they were wrong, would be unthinkable. And, and so everything must be proof because they can't be wrong, can they? Like they can't, it, it would bring down their whole worldview. So is there no rehabilitating the, the followers? There are people who professionally work on um, de-radicalizing cult members. And I, and I kind of think the, the same approach that works on, on something like, um, uh, you know, something like ISIS is the same here. If, if you've been radicalized into a cult and it's become your whole worldview, you need a really, um, you need an approach to it that accepts that that is, you, you can't just demonstrate that someone is wrong. That's not going to work. Mm. You, can't, you can't give all like proof because the concept of proof no longer means anything to me. Yeah, yeah. I'll give, yeah, you, I'll give, I'll give you a laugh, Nicky. Um, we're over in Ireland here. We have um, we we have a a, a, a phenomenal t- a, a phenomena which is called the Late Late Toy Show, and it happens once a year uh, about four weeks before Christmas. It's on nine o'clock prime time television Friday evening, where the host just has loads of children. Uh, come in and demonstrates toys and there does be good stories, good goodwill stories and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I can see what they'll have done with that. <laughs> the right is the, December 2020. Um, there's people that I would know from social media um, that have followed all this QAnon, uh, you know, the Nur- we're a part of the Nuremberg Code, the Great Replacement, all this. Oh, thing. yes. Which, which uh, is pure white supremacist propaganda. Yeah. Like that, that yeah. is classic white supremacy there. And, and all, so that's not new. They, they've absorbed that, but that's, you know, Stormfront. That's Nazis. No, yeah, yeah but the, the, the whole laugh here is that when this Late Late Toy Show aired last December, December 2020, there was a young kid who was demonstrating some uh, farm animal cuddly toys or something of that like. And the presenter said, oh, this is great. What, what do you want to do when you grow up? And she said, I wouldn't mind being a veterinary nurse. And he's like, oh, that's so sweet. And uh, what if you couldn't be a veterinary nurse? And then, or no, she suggested then that if I wasn't going to be a veterinary nurse, I could be a nurse that would then administer, um, would be able to help everybody with a vaccine. So oh, all of a sudden then the local... <laughs> producer's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> then I, 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 had seen, I had seen comments then suggesting that there was a logo in on the the Irish television's RTE Late Late Toy Show, that there was a logo, uh, the FBI logo and the CIA logo that were infiltrating oh their toy show to let uh, a little girl propaganda uh, propagate that she was promoting the vaccine. Oh, this is right. what these this people like. This is just bonkers. Wait, on, this is this was supposed to be a laugh. This is an oh god. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah. think that's. But that raises a good that, that raises a good question, and and it'd be interesting to get your kind of your opinion on it. But like the QAnon thing, it's it's very American in terms of like the Q drops and the content in it. Now I know they're vague bullshit that anybody right. looking for something could find, as as you said, watch for blue. It, it could be fucking Blue's Clues. It could be Chelsea. It could be fucking Anton. But like, how has it managed to kind of transition across the Atlantic into Great Britain, into the Republic of Ireland? And you now have people over here who are, you know, where we go one, we go all. And like right. that, and, and it's not just here. It's it's in the Philippines. It's in Brazil. It's in Germany. Mm. It's in Belgium. And like there, there was a Belgian um, attempted um, terrorist attack that, that yeah. was explicitly linked to, um, and that was recently. That was in the last couple of months. And and I think the reason for it is, first of all, that the internet is international, right? There, there's no borders on the internet. Everyone is accessing the same, and especially in the Anglophone world, right? The, the, the English language internet is in the same way accessible to everyone. But also the ideas are so easily translatable that, for example, Brazil, all you need is someone to say, oh, I should translate this into Portuguese. And then it, it has exactly the same. It, it's fascinating having this in the in the midst of an actual viral pandemic, mm. because it spreads kind of like a virus. Yeah. Once yeah. once something is is infected by it, it spreads it. You you become a super spreader. 
and then it it spreads into whatever community that's you know the 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 way into of so it, it can get it like nowhere is safe from this and and a lot of this is because that's also the places with um high penetration of the big platforms so facebook youtube these platforms have a huge part of this responsibility because when people are creating QAnon content the facebook algorithm will promote it to people and so people are seeing this in their feed and and the, the feed is designed for engagement and there's no better kind of engagement than fear and rage and this is exactly yeah. what this plays to and that's universal so it, it can get kind of anywhere and the fears it plays to the the kind of fear of of like you know child abuse is such a raw such a um the the most evil thing that people can think of that it's an easily translatable accusation for for any market like to, to put it in in kind of bare terms like any market can make people afraid of of satanic ritual child abuse because that is that that's the worst thing you know if you were having to think of the worst thing the worst accusation to level at someone like that's basically it like they yeah. it's it's the nuclear option well we we had that um about a about 15 months ago or perhaps maybe long 18 months ago a member of our uh, parliament um, got he was there was allegations um, there was false false claims about him and with, about Peter Tatchell. Oh yeah, that yeah. rings a bell. The the MP for hang on, okay, Dave, explain why I know that name. That name rings a bell. I think Peter Tatchell was an advisor for the Labour Party. Um, well, basically, uh, years and years ago, I think maybe to t the early two thousands, there was an article um, where he was misquoted, and but people over here, because Roderick O'Gorman invited Roderick O'Gorman is a TD, he's our actual current minister for children, and he is a gay man, and um, when he was elected, a couple of months after he was elected in twenty twenty, um. The, the right wing over here organized demonstrations and it was all what you're saying there bringing up you know well are you a supporter of child abuse well, well if uh, if 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 you're not show up to this to this meeting and they wanted the minister to resign because of his association with Peter Tatchell he he invited Peter Tatchell to uh, our pride uh, parade around four or five years ago but people were still associating him with the article before it was all rebunked you know debunked right so um it, sorry the reason the context in which i bring that up is around the manipulation of you know people who are people who are concerned about the pandemic and people are you know oh geez what are we going to do they're kind of manipulating them into saying about child abuse and then all of a sudden in ireland we had a big demonstration outside our, our government buildings on that very topic right and and here's the super uncomfortable part of, of covering this story right it's a conspiracy theory about a cabal of pedophiles at the top echelons of power right and at the same time we have um, Jeffrey Epstein we have yeah. uh, God, I can't remember the, the BBC awful the pedophile presenter Jimmy Savile. Oh, Jimmy Savile. Um, like this stuff does exist. Like it, it's not. Uh, there's not nothing there. It's yeah. it's not connected to a world order in the way um, that, that these conspiracy theories suggest. But it is. It's a thing that exists. Um, and it's a thing that, in the case of Jeffrey Epstein, interacts with. You know, does interact with the highest echelons of power. It's, mm. it, and that makes it super awkward because you're you're sort of arguing this with the the kind of believers, and they're like, well, what about Jeffrey Epstein? You kind of have to be like, yeah, sure, that that did happen. Like, like it's it's inescapable to 
to the story to that that it was real and and so it's it's based on that kernel of truth um which is you know a super awkward fact that we were, that we ran into a lot that we were like well we can't some of this isn't something that you debunk you just have to disconnect it from the concept of of power but also because we don't know exactly how connected jeffrey epstein was to circles of power that's a very difficult thing to do right like it's it's not trump being the um the savior because trump's got as many pictures with jeffrey epstein as as bill clinton is Mm. but we do have to be like you know there's not like the and all conspiracy theories are based on kernels of of truth and that and that's in some ways how they get you um but yeah it's it's not like something like they were describing wasn't happening in in some way it's it's just the web of worldview that they then build around it yeah it's it's a bit mad it's that like it's uh it's uh, yeah, <laughs> kind, of, kind of laughing to myself here and going to narrow it out and uh, you know it's it's that Latin expression post hoc ergo proctor hoc isn't it it's right. after, yeah. after this therefore because like it's right you know the two aren't exactly it, just because Jeffrey Epstein is you know a, a pedophile and was involved in all this kind of terrible terrible stuff it right. doesn't therefore mean anybody who has ever shook hands or been in a photo or spent an hour in the man's company is absolutely guilty of the same thing. Right. You know, but that's and, that's and, what the insinuation is. And and it's more than Jeffrey Epstein, right? Like the <laughs> the thing these guys believe is that everyone is Jeffrey Epstein in the Democratic Party and in yeah. and it and it becomes this thing whereas, you know, Jeffrey Epstein did not distinguish between political party affiliation, right? Like but for the QAnon worldview it's Democrats who are the pedophiles. It's in the UK. Oh, I guess in the UK it's kind of more complicated. Um, mm. But generally, it's the left that gets painted as this because the the people that this kind of conspiracy theory universally benefits is the the ascendant right wing um, kind of alt right neo Nazi phenomenon. Yeah. That, that white supremacist vibe that we touched on earlier, I feel right. like it went to a lot of, yeah. Same. Yeah, look, it's it's a fascinating one. And Nikki, I'm conscious that we've uh, we've had you out in the cold now for quite some time <laughs> in the middle no, of it's fine. This is fascinating. So, um, you know, but it's, uh, I, I, look, but before we, we wrap up and we let you get inside to some warmth so that you don't perish in the cold on us, um, have you, have you got anything else coming up, any other projects you're working on at the moment that, that we can uh, look forward to? Um, one or two. It's one of those, where having, having investigated the, the end of the world in, in terms of the, the like infopocalypse, like what I, because I, I kind of think like if, like QAnon represents how I think like the, the re- if there's a reason that the human species is not going to make it it's going to look like QAnon right like it's, it's going to look like a complete apocalypse in terms of how we exchange information we're, we're going so to I'm just like, where, dorm ourselves into yeah. yeah I'm like where do I go ne- like what's the you know <laughs> what's the next thing I don't know what's the next <laughs> apocalypse yeah it's uh, I, I, I feel if, if the internet ever goes down Somewhere in some corner of the world, these people will rise to power, and it will become the next religion. Like it's just. Oh no! Like, you know what? If, the only way I think we can stop it is if the internet goes down. I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm begging for the internet. If the internet goes down tomorrow, forever, we're saved. Well, this podcast isn't, but uh, other than that, <laughs> <laughs> I, wait. You guys are recording this on on tape, right? Like that's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some of our listeners that are going, "What the fuck is tape?" Yeah, capsule. Get it on vinyl. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, yeah, my podcast is also available on vinyl. You can no, it's not. It's <laughs> <do that. laughs> 
Yeah. Audible doesn't do Vinyl, but we should ask them. <laughs> Put the request in, get it selling. It's all Amazon. Also, it'd be cooler, right? Like that'd be so dope if you just released a podcast on Vinyl. That'd be awesome. It would, yeah, it would it'd be brilliant. There would there would be a hipster audience that just would <laughs> right? absolutely lift you up shoulder high and parade you through whatever hipster <laughs> coffee shop. <laughs> this record is brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Nikki. Look, man, th- thank you so much again for your time. It's uh, it's been great talking to you. As I said, uh, finding Q, my journey to Q and on is absolutely brilliant. Uh, genuinely, uh, just a fascinating and enthralling listen. Absolutely binged it when I listened to it. Thank um, you. So I'm contractually obliged to say, sign up to Audible now for your 30 day free trial. There you go, and and lads, and do because that's how you get to listen to it, and it's it's fucking it's mind blowing. It's free with the free trial. You don't have to spend any other money on it. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, Nikki, again, thanks so much, man. Um, Thank I you hope, so much for having me. This has been a pleasure. I hope you get so to go much, inside Nikki. into the warmth now, and uh, have a great <laughs> evening, man. And, and get in get in touch if you're ever in Dublin. Absolutely, yeah, I'd love you. to. I, I, wouldn't, I, I didn't get a chance to, but like, shout out to my friend um, Aoife, who's in the podcast. Uh, yes, yeah, actually, oh man, I actually meant to say could, to you. Could not have done this without. She's, she was our investigator and she's amazing. Aoife terrifies me because I get the feeling oh, that she uses my name and she would find cool. out all of my deepest, darkest secrets. So yeah, so we did this thing where she was like, why don't I delve into you? And I was like, ah, oh, sure. And then she was like, this is your dress. This is your, <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's uh she's a central part in the podcast, as you said. It's uh, yeah. it's 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 brilliant. But Nikki, yeah, listen, thanks again, man. Really appreciate your time. All the best. Thank you. All right, take care. How do people believe it, Meryl? I know. Like, it's, not, <laughs> it's, not, like, it's nuts. Like, and like um Nikki's podcast, as we the reason why we had him on, hmm. um it is a great um audio presentation of the information, uh, yeah. a lot more information than he than he gave us in, in the 40 minutes but or so that we spoke to him. But it, it, there is also, we did, actually, I don't know, I'm sure if we did reference it, we referenced it off air in an air private conversation that on mm. Channel Channel 4 uh, covered a documentary, QAnon, The Cult of Conspiracy. And if anyone as well, after they, after they listened to Nikki's podcast, get on to all four on Sky and uh, you'll see, you'll see a visual presentation yeah. of, of of these people and what they spout, the lies they spout, and the, it's just mad. It's it's mad. I just yeah, I the, I just sometimes can't get my head around it. Like it's it's very complex. It's very it's very. What are they thinking to believe this? Like, is it because they all have traumas? Is is it because they all have? You know, I'm not the most. Um, Government, I, I, I don't like Fianna Fáil, I never have. I don't like Fianna Gael, I never have. You know, I would say I'm anti-government. But, yeah, but you don't I, believe Michal Martin is a lizard person who's part of a, a great exactly. superpower that's, of, you know. That's the point I was trying to articulate, exactly. Yeah. It's like, what, what I'd say is like, look, the, the, the podcast, uh, Nikki's podcast, it's just brilliant. It from like it's only nine episodes, but it's fucking brilliant because it lays out the entire story from the start of where this QAnon thing has come from, right the way through up until the last couple of months. And it does it it it, it does leave with a very strong picture of who was behind these Q drops and who Q is. Yeah, and and That's obviously, right, isn't it? I, I don't want to spoil that. I didn't want because I mean, ultimately, you want Nikki wants people to listen to his podcast, and it's and do you listen know, to. I do and I'm putting them over in a big, big way because I I mean this. I like I mean I'm more than happy to put them over because I found myself it was it was like a podcast equivalent of a series on Netflix where the second one episode is over. I'm looking at the next episode and I'm like 48 minutes. Yeah, go on. I'll get that in. I'll listen. To yeah, that yeah. One, that kind of thing. And it's it's he meets people who are high up in the the queue thing meets people who are completely anti-Q, but they've had friends and family members who have been absorbed into it. The first episode, he talks to a woman who was like, like she went viral over her Q beliefs, uh, a mental video uh, she went viral with, and she's now come out of the whole Q thing, and he talks to her on just what happened. And it's just. And I'll be honest, I haven't listened to it yet, but I am going to listen to it. It is absolutely, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it, uh, look, it should be award-winning audio. At its finest, I believe. But um, nonetheless, that's that. Mero, um, we are now 
what are we? We're uh, by the time this goes out, we're two weeks from Christmas, which means we have one, possibly two podcasts left. Yes. And then we're on our Christmas break, and me and you are off to is it Switzerland? We're going to this year on our retreat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On our what's the story? Oh, the Alps. To do the Alps. What to be do a bit of uh, toboggan? Is that what it's called? Yeah, a bit of tobogganing. Yeah, we're going to do some nice saunas. I heard uh, your d- d- outdoor d- jacuzzis. That's what it was. Yeah, I heard you. You would book the outdoor. But it's done with it. it's done with natural bubbles with your wind. Absolutely, I tell you <laughs> what. Hundred percent wind power. This podcast is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So lads, couple couple of weeks left. Uh, we don't often say it, but if uh, you're listening on a platform that allows you to give a rating and review and whatnot, go on. Give us give us an old wink and a nod there, and tell us what you like. Give us a shout on social media if you want to get us on the social medias. Where can they get us, Meryl? They can get us on. Uh, we're on Twitter at WTS Pod. Um, you can listen to us at WTSpod.com or you can search WTSpod on any podcast provider such as Podcast Republic, Stitcher, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, anywhere, everywhere, Spotify, anywhere and everywhere you can get a podcast. He is at Danjo Murray on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Merigamania on Twitter and Instagram. And until next time, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Too sweet.